Stand by for the latest episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha, two lifelong friends that swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Stand by for broadcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha. Bravo, good afternoon to you, sir. How are you? Good afternoon to you, sir. Everything is uh, something else that uh, we couldn't help but get a show out to you today because it seems like someone stepped in it. Well, it's a challenging environment out there. So mm-hmm. sorry we haven't brought you any content for a little over a week. You know, we had some personal challenges we had to overcome and we're still working our way through those uh so you know everything's okay but uh, thanks a lot for joining us welcome back again we really appreciate you joining us for another episode of the signal 50 podcast our listenership has grown exponentially thanks to you uh picked up an affiliate that we want to talk to you about here a little bit maybe during the middle of the show but uh you know just check us out on all your favorite social media channels uh links are in the show notes to us so and also, uh, it was on our website, our new uh, affiliate, uh, Banners oh. for Freedom. We'll talk about them in the middle of the show, but Banners for Freedom is on our website. You can go to them. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. All right. Bravo, you sneaky dog. I was uh, working. What can doing I tell stuff you? On the, doing stuff on the, on the so website cutie. while I was tied up in knots here for the past week. Hey, that's what, that's what uh, co-hosts do, you know? I appreciate that. So as we like to do, and when we start out our program, we go right to our quick hits, you know, stories that are in the news that uh, need to be further examined or have been a little bit left behind. We wanted to catch up on them. So Bravo, go ahead. Hey, let's start out with uh, the latest news and we'll leave the uh, 800, actually we're up to 1100 pound gorilla right now, but we're going to talk about the first off the uh, decrease inflation bill, or as I like to call it, the increase inflation bill that's passed the Senate uh, that passed on a razor thin um, quote uh, win 50 50 with the tiebreaker going to Vice President Kamala Harris. Now, it's supposed to decrease the inflation. It's supposed to say, hey, you know, we, we're going to spend more so that we can, you know, have a decrease in the cost of things that are supposed to be there. Now, remember how we got into this alpha? Remember how this all started? We yeah, keep printing, printing money, money, printing money, printing, uh, inventing money out of thin air that you couldn't back up with GDP. Right. Gross domestic product. We talked about recession and what the definition was. And the official definition of that recession is two quarters that show decrease in the gro- gross domestic, domestic product. So where, you know, where are we at right now? So the Senate uh, and they, they're trying, the Democrats are trying to get their base rallied around some kind of win, I guess you can say, or some kind of positivity, uh, we have, um, they need a win. And, and we'll get into this a little bit later. Uh, they've had help from the rhinos in the Senate, and they've come ahead and they, they passed this. Now, the, the vote is 50-50, right? And, of course, the makeup of the Senate, yeah. uh, 20, uh, excuse me, 50 uh, Republicans, 50 Democrats. And I'm sure of this, and I can't, I couldn't find anywhere written down, but you know it, I know it, they know it, that they work together to get this passed, and everyone has uh, some kind of plausible deniability yeah. because yeah. elections coming up. But what does it mean for us? It means prices are going up. 
Well, there's an awful lot of money in there. I mean, what is it, like $750 billion or $800 billion? Yeah, and there's other components of this that we're going to get into here in a second. Uh, We're looking at increases in the IRS budget, and that's for 87,000 new IRS agents. Um, That's about enough to fill up a stadium of, of IRS agents, more than what the FBI has, more than what the... Uh, every other agency has uh, a department combined. of health and services combined and they're armed. They're, they've been buying, buying a lot of weaponry and uh, ammunition to go with it. Yeah. These aren't, uh, these aren't people that you could <clears throat> on the 1-800 uh, IRS number. These aren't the people that you talk to. These no. aren't customer service, contrary to what people are trying to tell you on the, uh, on the left. Um, this is not to give better access to the IRS. They're going to give you better access. All right. They're coming after you and me. They're coming after you and me. They're going to try to find a, a couple trillion extra dollars out there that they can seize and uh, put in the coffers for their social programs. So it's, it's a bad deal all the way around. It is. And I'm, I'm not happy about it because I think the IRS needs to be defunded and uh, uh, everything else <laughs> that the government's doing right now, I guess, is uh, needs a good defunding enema, I would say. Oh, yeah. It's out of control. Well, let's um, change gears for one second before we get into the other heavy stuff here in the in the agenda for the show. I wanted to just bring to you that if you have a chance to watch TimCast IRL and the TimCast.com, I, I would strongly recommend you go there. Larry Elder was on the show uh, last night. I thought it was the, one of the best discussions I've heard in a while. Uh, and, and Tim Poole does a, a long-form interview. He allows people to speak. He allows them to yeah. talk. <clears throat> um, they have, you know, they they do a great job, and they get a lot of good guests. Uh, and Larry Elder is one of those great guests, and he oh, has, he's fantastic. Yeah, and and his his um, inspirational message about his dad, I think, is something worth listening from the from his mouth directly on the show. So if you get a chance, get over there, find out about it. Um, yeah, Timcast IRL. I'm a member. I'm a proud member. I think uh, everyone yep. should look into. It. I think Tim Poole's doing some really good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, look, we have a podcast. We have our own self-interest here. But, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that uh, that guy is, is just knocking it out of the park. Um, yeah. Don't believe in everything that he says, obviously. Uh, he's he's not neither hot nor cold, which is okay. Uh, but I I enjoy his perspective on things. And I think he comes from a very common sense place. So everybody take it, take a listen to Tim cast um, does a great job, puts out, he's building a, uh, an, an environment, mm-hmm. right? He's building a uh, infrastructure too. Yeah. He's building a huge infrastructure. He's building uh, websites. He's building reporters. He's mm-hmm. building a, quite a, a, a truth telling capability. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's at war with like news guard and all those fact-checking idiots constantly and mm-hmm. i think it's um you need to pay attention to what he's doing he's he's very 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 good so yep want to move along a little bit here down to a little bit of election news yeah Joe so kent in he, washington state yeah, he finally got his uh win uh, again another huge addition to the trump endorsement repertoire the the record that goes with him uh this is Washington State, everyone. This is the bastion of liberalism and leftism. Is Washington State? He yeah. challenged uh, the, um, the 
the place in the, the the opponent that he had was placed there by the establishment so that the Democrat could go up against them and take him out in the election, right? And take out, right. I mean, win. He was okay. the sacrificial. He was a sacrificial lamb that they. Joe Joe Kent said, "No, not on my watch. I'm I'm going there as a <laughs> as a as a MAGA endorsed candidate, and he wants to do something and help fix it." So, good kudos for him. And we're going to get into a little bit about the election stuff. Uh, in one of our main blocks. So, well, what, what's Trump? What's Trump? What was Trump's endorsement worth in the primary well, you know, cycle? And his record alone is a hundred and eighty something to eleven <laughs> or something. You know, like, that's uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, he he uh, gives you this the endorsement, and then you go right up the go up to the top. And again, it goes along with our concerns and our message about getting out and voting but also supporting vetted candidates. And I think what President Trump's endorsement does is it gives me the reassurance that this person is going to stick to their word and they're going to be true to President Trump. Now, earlier on, McConnell was an endorsed candidate and uh, some others uh, were endorsed candidates. And, of course, that didn't really help, did it? Uh, They changed their mind in the middle of, of the, quote, you know, the stream, they, they went against the, the current. Right. But I think now it's a little bit different. Everyone's awake to it. And like I said, do your own dil- due diligence, look into these candidates. Uh, we are, I'm making sure that I'm getting involved with the candidate that's in my district. Yep. I'm going to, um, uh, so I'm supporting her and I'm actually going to go meet with her in a couple of weeks uh, to um, just talk with her and find out what she stand, what she's looking to do. And uh, she's uh, she's going up against a, an entrenched Democrat here in New York that's been there forever. So, you know, that's that's it. So you have something else you wanted to add there about Alex Jones. Yeah. And, We're going to put this in the Alex Jones was wrong jar. Hmm. It's not a very full jar, unfortunately. But no, it's, it's not. And unfortunately, it's going to cost Alex Jones some money. He, uh, you know, he was... He claimed, and, and he made a lot of claims about uh, Sandy Hook, about it being a, a false flag and a setup and it didn't happen and all sorts of crazy nonsense. He he went out on a limb on that one, and mm-hmm. uh, they cut the limb off that he was sitting on. He's going to wind up paying about $14.75 million in the defamation suit um, over, over that uh, to the Sandy Hook parents. And he was definitely wrong to say the things that he said, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, it's okay to be skeptical, but it's it's not okay to be as wrong as he was. Hmm. And this is one of those rare occasions when when I think this was one of the situations where people would look at Alex Jones out of the corner of their eye and give him side eye and say, "Oh, that guy's a little crazy." Yeah, this was this was Alex Jones being, you know, a little bit extra, and uh, the court. And the attorney talking to the jury, he didn't really get much of a chance to defend himself with a summary judgment trial. He uh, he got his he got his ass handed to him. Well, let and, me let me just clarify a little bit what we mean by summary trial. There, the judge declared uh, decreed that Alex Jones did not cooperate with giving all the information to the other side during discovery. That's right. Now. Alex Jones says he did, you know, and then there was some. There was there was documented evidence to show that a paralegal 
accidentally did something that didn't market the right way between the two cases between Connecticut and Texas. Um, to me, that doesn't warrant a judge saying you cannot defend yourself. I think that either that evidence should have been excluded or it should have been, you know, explained to the jury that this was misplaced. But I, to me, the, the stance that the judge took, again, I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, I just common sense is what's guiding me right now. How come, how come he was denied his ability to defend himself in this well, case? Because somebody screwed up, and unfortunately, that's the way it works. And <clears throat> he'll go ahead and he'll ask for a, you know, another, he'll appeal it. Uh, and maybe he'll get a chance to get an appeal and go again, but they, they intentionally set out to hurt him. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm getting at. They, they, oh, they're, yeah. they're out to hurt him, and the funny thing is he's got two other cases lined up after this one. They're yeah. piling on. So yeah. they want to shut him up. Let's, take... let's just call yeah. it the way it is. They want to keep Alex Jones quiet. They don't like what he's saying, and he says right. it loud and with conviction. He's got a book coming out called The Great Reset. He goes through this entire thing. Strongly recommend getting it and reading it. It's coming out the 23rd of, of August. Do you want to hear what he's been saying for all these years? That's in there, and it's not just something he's spewing. He's got the evidence and the, and the, um, evidence and the, the receipts to prove it. Well, we'll see. All right, we need to move along. I'm, I'm sure everybody, unless you're living under a rock, understood uh, that last night at about 8 o'clock, uh, 20 or so or 30 FBI agents raided Mar-a-Lago. 30. Under the guise. Yeah. Under the guise of uh, the president took, the former president took classified information out of the White House. Right? That's what the warrant says. So That's sealed, actually. You don't know that. Well, it, that's that's what the news is. ABC is reporting, yeah. and that's what Nancy Pelosi's chirping about this yeah. morning. Yeah. You know, so you know, look, maybe that was the guys that they used to to execute a warrant at uh, at, at his residence in Florida. Uh, I'm going to stop you there. I, I don't. To me personally, it doesn't justify going in there with the jackbooted thugs and and coming out of the back end of a of a rental truck van and ready to storm the door. From what I understand, the the FBI supposedly told the Secret Service because President Trump does have Secret Service that he was coming, that they were coming, and uh, it didn't seem like that because there was a standoff, uh, according to Eric Trump, who talks about this in the uh, look at the article link below. They didn't know they were coming. They blew the doors off a safe uh, to get into a safe that was completely empty. Empty. So you you make the call, everyone. I'm I'm asking for some common sense here uh, about this alpha. This really bothers me. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I guess the point of the whole thing is I, I, I think that we all understand what happened. Mm-hmm. There was a warrant issued by a judge. Mm-hmm. There are some details surrounding that that are, to me, not quite so kosher. Mm-hmm. You have a former president that gets raided by the FBI in a not-so-polite way. Mm-hmm. People are making claims that he had classified information. What I what I would have to ask is, you know, Hillary had a server that she was running State Department business through with classified sensitive information and links to the President of the United States. She was running it out of the basement of her house. Yeah. So why didn't the FBI raid her, you know, you know, clean the server with a cloth, you know? Mm-hmm. I, and and how God knows how much classified went through that that was supposed to be secured email. 
and she had classified information, and they said so as much as they had classified information in that house. I I don't understand. I don't understand the double standard here. Well, I do understand the double mm. standard. They need to do anything they can to keep Trump from running again, and they're trying to trying to indict him to mm-hmm. to uh, eliminate him from running because they're scared to death of him. Yeah. So I, I don't know. This is craziness. This is this is unheard of. I guess the bottom line is if they can do this to him, what could they do to you? All right. So let's talk about in in our analytical way we do here on the Signal Fifty podcast, being two friends that really lifelong, just looking at things and saying why, no, and no way. So you mentioned it earlier, Alpha, that why would they do be doing this? Or let's let's kind of drill down on this a little bit more. You mentioned um, they they're looking to indict President Trump so that he can't run. So the question is, are they going to get an indictment out of this? And are the people going to stand for it? But why are they doing this? Because they know that they're losing in the court of public opinion, in the polls, the economy they're losing. They're losing in on world the world stage. Uh, Biden looks like a fool the way he's he's running this country. We have Russia and Ukraine still going, and we're sending yeah. money to the Ukraine to sponsor them. So we can go on and on and on about the policy decisions that the Biden administration has made. There's no, there's no oil production because they think that the Green New Deal is the way to take care of our energy. What I'm saying is the Green New Deal is a way to take away our freedoms. So when, when I ask why, the, re, the, the answer I'm going to give to you right now is the Democrats don't know how to take an L. They don't know how to take the loss. No. They, they, they're not going to admit that they've lost, and they're going to keep going headlong. They, they, they always seem to overplay their hand, right? Mm-hmm. They, they go too far, which is good for us. It's painful in the short term. And, mm-hmm. and they're seeing that their overplaying of their hand for so many years is, is not paying dividends for them mm-hmm. with the row, uh, you know, revisit of the row decision, uh, the New York state rifle and pistol versus Bruin, mm-hmm. you know, the, the list goes on and on and on where they've tried to grow the administrative state and change the laws through, uh, you know, judges that they've appointed or, or just through bureaucracy. Um, right. it's, it's not ending up well for them and they're they're It's all an outburst as far as I'm concerned. It's mm-hmm. like one of our favorite radio uh, and podcast, uh, hosts uses the term extinction burst. Mm-hmm. They're just acting out. And this whole Trump at Miralago thing, Bravo, I would agree with you that this is a this is like the last act of a desperate man. Mm-hmm. What else do they have to lose? Right. The only thing I'll point out that we're going to get into this in, in, in a later bit of the show. So we'll just kind of leave this alone. We want to talk a little bit about the elections next. We've we've pretty much We've plowed this ground enough. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's more to say about this later. It's just shocking. Mm-hmm. It, this is this to me is is shocking. This is the biggest abuse of power I've ever seen in my entire you know fifty some year existence on this earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, people would say to you, you know, hey, you know, there was a very 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 fringe element of people out there that would always say to you, hey, you know, be really careful of the government because they're really powerful and they can hurt you. Well, guess what? prime example right so it if gets a no to him so this gets okay. a the answer is no and no yeah. way so just as just to close this this up it's time for all of us to peacefully and respectfully fight back 
and not tolerate this. I'm not going to tolerate it from my representatives. I'm not going to tolerate it from my senators. I'm not going to tolerate this from my local government. And I'm not going to take anything that they say as gospel and not put the three questions that we always pose to the problems that we have. Why? No, and no way. So that's what we need to do in this situation, everyone. Write your senators. Get involved. I'm getting involved I'm, on my end. I'm going to be going to this election on, on the election day. I'm going to work the polls to make sure that I can honestly sign my name again like I did before. Right. Get out and volunteer for you know, your America First candidates out there that are running in the elections coming up. I mean, the primaries are wrapping up, and it, it's it's game time. It mm. is game time. Yep. You've got November 2nd is coming up fast. You may be sweating bullets now because it's hot outside, but you'll be wearing sweatshirts soon enough, right, Bravo? That's right. Fall's coming. Can't come yes, soon enough. <laughs> Tell me about it. Enough is enough. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm starting to agree with you. Yeah. Block B, here we go. So I want to discuss my analysis of the primary election. I'll try to not be the uh, academic wonk that I know I can be sometimes. So let's uh, let's kind of take a look and do a retrospective review of what happened. All the endorsed candidates won their primaries. That's 20, 22 states. And uh, what were the numbers we came up with? It's like 187 to like uh, 11 or something right. like and that. Right, and those 11, crazy. those 11 were from Georgia, and that was a seven and six. That was the worst record that President Trump had when it came to numbers. Seven, one, six lost their 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 races. Uh, but this is all primaries, and I think what we're seeing right now is the building purposeful uh, vetting and placing, like I mentioned earlier, of candidates that are going to follow through on the MAGA agenda. So Lake was, uh, Carrie Lake's race, we talked about it before, and we mentioned it's important that everyone gets out and vote, and vote they did. They got out there. One of the things, Carrie Lake's race was, in my opinion, okay, and based on the uh, evaluation of the data I'm looking at, was purposely slowed uh, and slow walked uh, to release the results, to, to cut her momentum. Now, when the results were coming out, and I, I was watching the results that night, uh, I love watching results in the election stuff. I love kind of seeing it. And uh, uh, very similar things were happening that happened in 2020. But oh, understanding, yeah. what's that? Oh, oh yeah, it was uh, real, real fishy. It, well, well, again, it, you know, people are saying, oh, here we go again, here we go again. Now, Yeah, but I think we're all hypersensitive to it now. We are. Because, I'm, we're all yeah. awake to it. Yes, right. So Arizona's voting system, once, so I was searching around, I was on Fox, I was pissed off with Fox. They didn't call it, but they wanted to. You know they wanted to, and there's an agenda hidden by them. You had MSNBC and all the other corporate media sponsors get out there and say, Carrie Lake needs to concede right off the rip. Until I came across Charlie Kirk's show, and he was on Real America's Voice, which I find myself watching a little bit more and more lately because I really like how they tell it, just tell it to you straight. And he, Charlie Kirk, Jack Basovic go through the entire process that night. They talked about, first off, that Arizona's voting system is messed up, and they didn't fix it from 2020. They had chances to fix it. They didn't. In, in the, there's three stages to the vote returns in Arizona, and one of those are is the mail-in ballots that have occurred for a month. 
mail-in ballots go out a month before election day, and they kind of they they get sent in. They use the mail service. People send them in, and people that use this tend to go towards the established candidates, and the Democrats like using it. Um, and mail-in ballots use the mail service. Uh, they also use drop-off boxes, and we know about the drop-off boxes and how problematic they are. This time, of course, they were watching those drop boxes, and um, they were making sure that there weren't shenanigans going on there. But a majority of the MAGA voters were did not trust the system. Okay, and we'll get into that here in a second. The next stage of the is the voting day. So people like you know, this is what I remember going with my dad and my mom to vote and going into the booth and pulling levers, closing the curtain, that kind of stuff. But um, I remember that voting day, standing in line, signing your name, voting. That was that was a big part of the returns and the walk-in ballots that are counted, or excuse me, the walk-in ballots that are brought in on election day by those people that don't trust the system. The, most of the MAGA voters were like that. And I believe Carrie Lake's uh, tactics to ensure that the, the integrity of the vote were to encourage people to bring your vote in personally, get a receipt for that vote so it didn't get lost in the mail. Right. Now, one of the things that the, the way the, the vote occurs, the, the count occurs, is they count the mail-in ballots first. And those results were given right away after the polls closed by Fox and MSNBC and all those places. And those, those were going more towards her opponent, whose name uh, will not be spoken. Anyway, so she was, she, was, yeah. she was ahead. And then 10 points down. That's what Carrie Lake was in the beginning of all this. And some, there was some kind of knowledge or some understanding of the system that Charlie Kirk was portraying. And as the results came in, the same-day voting and the, the drop-off ballots, eventually it was going to the point where they could have called it for Carrie Lake because she was up 70 to 30. The first batch of ballots that came out of this one county in Arizona was 66 to 23 in favor of Carrie Lake. And that was the, the telltale sign for everything in that election. Now, um, well, here's, here's what, I'm, what I'm seeing here. Is the, as the mail-in ballots were being counted and, and they wanted to, end, you know, wanted to get Carrie Lake to, to basically say, no, we're not, you know, you're not winning, take, just get out to see, you know, secede here or concede the election. Uh, Maricopa County was holding on to their results. They were not even giving, you know, they stopped counting in the middle of the night again. It's like, oh, here we go again. And of course, shades, shades, shades of Philadelphia. Right? Oh yeah, shades of Pennsylvania. Yeah, they stopped counting. They and and the media, the, the rhinos, all the people that were against MAGA candidates, of course, were jumping on the bandwagon to get this to to happen. And of course, CPAC was happening also. At the end of that week, right? You remember how CPAC happened this past weekend? Well, it turned out that Maricopa County had a decision in front of them. Do we throw the election for our our Washington candidate and not Carrie Lake because they're afraid of Carrie Lake? Or do we let let her have it and then we try to do the same thing again in the general election? What I'm seeing, the takeaway from this alpha is this. Carrie Lake got the vote out. She won every single county in Arizona. She did. she did. Every single one. 70 to 30. She made up that 10-point difference, Yep. and she came out at six points ahead. 
And what happened? The vote got out. The people responded. This is what we're talking about when it's time to fight. That's right. This is how it has to happen. Now, CPAC came, came and she actually got her speech. When she looked at the camera, she put up both her hands and said, come bring it on. That's the type of attitude we need from our candidates. That's why the mainstream right. media is afraid of her. And that's why I can't vote for her, but I support her 100%. And that's the type of measure I'm making for the candidates that I'm going to support in this upcoming election in 2022. Because now it's clear as day, especially with the big government going after President Trump, if we don't take our country back now, we will not have a country left. Yeah, we're 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 really in danger here, and and you're right. You know, I think next year you and I ought to make a a pact to get get ourselves uh, to CPAC. I I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with that. I don't even know where it is. Uh, wherever it is, uh, I'll pick you up and we'll go. <laughs> or fly. <laughs> We'll, we'll, drive, we'll have a road trip. We're, we're getting too old for the road trip. Uh, oh, come routine. on. You're right. Okay. <laughs> no, no we'll road fly. trips, pal. All right. All right. So, you know, listen, you know, the, the, we, we want to get there. And, and you were saying, you know, in our conversations that the, the Republicans coming out of the gate here for the next cycle really need to come with the Newt Gingrich style contract for America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, the, the people that we have sitting in office right now, what are they doing? Well, let's look at the Senate, for example. McConnell. Nothing. McConnell's oh, doing McConnell's nothing. He's enabling. He's enabling them. So I, I think it has to come down to enablers. Well, there's no fight left in these people. No, they're making they're a lot just, of money. They, they're just part of the swamp now. Right, right. They've been there for too long. It's time for them to move along. Yeah. Yeah, they're powerful. Oh, Mitch McConnell is very powerful and skilled politician, blah, 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 blah. Great. You know, Lindsey Graham, move along, Lindsey. I've had enough of you. He was on with, uh, uh, with the Democrat from Connecticut uh, sitting there by him, and they were just hemming and you know, seeing how great it was that the IRS is going to have more customer service. And uh, what, a load of, what a load of crap. That was not true. What an absolute crock of shit. Pardon yep. my French. Yep. What a crock of shit. So anyhow, you know, look, I've got a little bit of commentary on Kerry Lake here that, you know, I've been keeping an eye on Kerry Lake for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest with you, Bravo, when I was watching the uh, election returns, I was sitting there watching a little bit of it come back and I was getting really discouraged. I was like, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. I got to be honest with you. I thought for sure that she was, they were going to make it. So she lost mm-hmm. and they came really close. They really tried, I think. Mm hmm. Uh, which I can't blame them, and I'm going to tell you why. At first appearance, that this woman, uh, she's tough. I mean, she's tough cookie. She makes Trump look mild. <laughs> she really does. I, I, mean, if I you know. Look, she's just abrupt and even more blunt than Trump. The media confronts her with some nonsense. She just turns around on him and lets him have it right like right between the eyes mm-hmm. i don't have a problem with this okay because right. she's right she's definitely right she's very very she's she's a fighter she's mm-hmm. a fighter i got news for the dems out there i've got, i have news for you people like donald trump and kari lake are your worst nightmares mm-hmm. they are the democrats worst nightmares and if they keep pushing us they're going to get more Kari Lakes and they're going to get more Donald Trump's right. Mm -hmm. So why it's such a a seismic shift 
and they're so offended by people like Trump and people like Kari Lake is Kari Lake wants to follow the laws that are in place. And that, and that's unheard of to Democrats because they don't follow the laws. They change the laws. They change the language. This is going to be in block C. We're going to talk a little bit more about this, you know, before today, or this modern era of the last, the eight years of Obama was pretty damn lawless. Mm. Right? Yeah. That that's really set the stage for a lot of this, you know? So when you look at the lens of a Curry Lake or a Donald Trump, uh, into through, through today's lens, you know, following laws was never considered controversial until now. And mm. the Democrats just make a huge big deal about it. And pride in America now was like white nationalism or some other made up, you know, cry to racism or some kind of virtue signaling uh, to the base of, of wacko lunatic basement dwellers out there that have nothing else better to do mm-hmm. than to be professionally offended, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think we're, we're living in an upside-down world. Mm-hmm. Well, what left, you know, what's left is right and right is left and everything is all confused upside uh, yeah. what's upside down is right. You know, you know what I mean? Everything is backwards, right? It's, it's backwards land. It's 1984. It really is. And what, what'll happen when that ship starts writing itself, which I think it's doing, I think we're, we're getting some winds in there mm-hmm. and the ship starts turning itself over and starts writing itself. You're going to have a lot of people in this country that aren't used to it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, the professionally offended crowd, Mm. the perpetually professionally offended crowd, Mm. they're going to get very, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about that in the next block. This is a good entry of the next block. So Mm -hmm. Kari Lake is a seismic shift. Yeah. And just something to add, you know, when I mentioned 1984, again, changing language, changing standards, trying to get things that are morally incorrect okay, you know, in people's minds, you know, you have this grooming issue. They're not even calling grooming anymore. They're calling it, you know, that's okay. It's, no, it's not. It has to do with godlessness in the society and getting rid of God in the society versus uh, God-fearing. And it, it seems to be a, a an idea that is permeating every single part of society. Dr. Zelenko yeah. brought it up about godlessness and the, the vaccine versus having faith in God and what he created in our immune systems yep. to what we're seeing right now where behavior that was at, you know un, unacceptable is now being acceptable, and that goes along this, with what you're saying. This is a very Stalinistic pathway that we're on, right? Right, communist. It's, it's Stalin. A, this yeah. is Stalin stuff. Commie, Stalin, Stalinism. Totalitarianism. Totalitarian regimes. Yeah. Well, look, you know, we got the last block of the program here. You know, it's pretty dour. You know, the, the, the election stuff was pretty, pretty encouraging, right? You know, we mm-hmm. got some good candidates in there that are American first candidates, and that's great news, and we just need to move forward now. We have to go out and support them. Let me uh, just put in a plug in for one of our affiliates, Banners sure. for Freedom. Go to bannersforfreedom.com, Banners, B-A-N-N-E-R-S, for the number four, freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-M.com. I'm support. I'm getting behind him, and I reached out to him not to ask him to sponsor us. He's not. I don't want it. We don't want any money from him. We were looking to support Banners for Freedom because he's putting up billboards across the United States, talking about the you know the inefficacy of of the the vaccine numbers about people who are getting hurt. Check out his site, BannersforFreedom.com. If you go to our site, Signal50.com. 
You can follow the link right to it. Give him a donation. I did. I think it's important work that he's doing. Bandersforfreedom.com. All righty. Good plug. It's been a long time since we plugged an affiliate, huh? Yeah. So anyhow, uh, I sat down. You know, we're, we're sitting there doing show prep. It's been a tough couple of weeks. Um, the last week for me was really, really grinding. Uh, mm. you know, really, really feeling pretty down about it. And, you know, this is like the first time I've picked my head up uh, in, in a week for reasons. And um, I was sitting there thinking, you know, you have a lot of time to reflect on everything that's going on and you sit there and you, you know, I've got a good friend of mine out there in the audience who listens and uh, the expression is uh, be careful how long you stare into the abyss because sometimes when it'll stare back at you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there staring into the abyss and all of a sudden it stared back at me and uh, we hit the epiphany. These people hate us. They hate us. I never thought I would say that about another American hating another American like like they are now. These people hate us. Um, you know, you can you can definitely see it when you're watching the White House press briefing. When you watch Corrine Jean-Pierre or whatever her name is, we'll just call her Curly just for short. I mean, she's... She's horrible. I mean, these people are just, they're not even hiding it anymore. The White House, they're not telling the truth about anything. You know, the bills that they're passing, the policies that, they, that they're, they're working on, um, the future trajectory of the country if they, they pass their policies, they're just lying. So it, it's all a lie, right? So the administration, I've, I've come to the conclusion and it's it's unfortunate, and and maybe pe- some people will think I'm slow to the game in saying this, but this administration has zero respect for you or me. They have zero respect for even the people that might believe in some of the things that they, some of their ideology, because everything they're doing is painful to the rank and file person, and they're lying about what they're doing. So they're disingenuous, and they hate you. They hate you. You're not part of their class. You're not part of their club. They hate you. Period. You know, so you got to look back and see who the guy is that we elected. I, I use that term elected loosely, okay? Because I think we all have come to the realization at this point that nothing makes a lot of sense. I'm not going to say anything more than this just doesn't make any sense how this happened. We went from a thriving economy, energy independence, you know, strong foreign policy, Abraham Accords, everybody, you know, dogs and cats living together, Vladimir Putin sitting in his corner, and and everybody behaving $2 a gallon gasoline to this. How did this happen? Well, the abyss tells me these people in the White House and the left, the far left, they're counting on your ignorance. The ignorance that they have created in our population to push an agenda. How are they doing it? Well, number one, I don't have it written down on the script here, but it's continual gaslighting. It's propaganda. The message, the message, the message, the message. You ever, mess, ever wonder... You know, you're starting to see little chinks in the armor, right, on the, on the Democrat messaging. 
But for the most part, these people stand in lockstep with their messaging and they just hammer it into everybody over and over and over and over again on every cable network. You put on the news, all these different channels are all saying the same thing. There's a few networks out there like One American News, Newsmax, sometimes Fox, particularly Tucker Carlson. Their message is very, very different than what you're hearing anywhere else. So it's a, it's a psychological manipulation strategy that the Democrats have used for years. Gaslighting, right? We changed the definition of words and, and established norms. A recession. We can't define what a recession is anymore. We've changed that, right? We can't define what a man and a woman is anymore. We, we, this is how perverse this has become, right? The psychological manipulation is used to coerce thought that complies with the agenda through mass scale. It's a bullying tactic, right? Bravo. Yeah, I would, I agree with everything you're saying thus far. It, it, it's bullying. Yep. You know, you get messaging from the top, you know, like people like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, all these people. And the crap that comes out of their mouth is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. The problem is people are gullible enough, just ignorant enough. I'm not going to say stupid because people aren't stupid. Sometimes they're ignorant. Ignorant is different than stupidity. Ignorance is far different than stupidity. Also perception. It's their own thought, their perception that they feel that they don't need to, you know, they, they know better than what's coming down the pipeline. Right. So, you know, you get the messaging from these people on a continual basis. It's a radical message. And people are buying it. They buy it. They listen to it. They perceive it as truth because these are elected officials. Very dangerous stuff that these people are pushing. It's Stalinistic propaganda. It's brainwashing. It's a psychological tactic. It's Stalinistic stuff, people. We need to be very careful of it. Another, another real big thing that's gone on here that really has been bothering me is the political they're promoting from Chuck Schumer, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, the squad members, uh, what's her name, um, they're Jay Paul and all these idiots. They're promoting political and economic violence against people that they perceive as enemies. People like you, Bravo, people like me, people like people that, you know, that listen to us, anybody that's not a far left Democrat. And they're starting to even eat their own, which is very scary. Okay. They're pushing a very violent agenda. You know, can anybody in their right mind, Bravo, can you relate to me any time when somebody got up in the front steps of the Supreme Court and threatened openly Supreme Court justices over a decision? Never. Well, Schumer did it. Under normal circumstances, that guy would have been run out of town on a rail. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but you know, Republicans and conservatives, we're the insurrectionists, right? That's what they're gaslighting it as. That's right. What is your governor doing? She's completely ignoring the Supreme Court. What is the governor of California doing? Completely ignoring the Supreme Court on a number of different issues. What are these states doing? All these local municipalities doing? They're openly ignoring and flaunting the laws of the United States of America. And history and tradition, which is upheld as 
important tenets of the laws and their formation in this country is history and tradition. You know, you've got the governor of Virginia, Yunkin. We've got a few Supreme Court justices that live in Virginia. What's he doing? He's protecting them. What's the governor of Maryland doing, who's a Republican, by the way? He's not protecting the, the, the Supreme Court justices here that Schumer has threatened openly. Coming in, demonstrating from their houses, it's, it's been allowed. The, the press secretary says it. The president's been saying it. And no one has a problem with it. Yeah, nobody is denouncing it. What, what's it going to take? What, uh, do they, what, do they want to get somebody killed? Well, they almost did. You know, yeah, uh, they almost did. Kavanaugh had a had a perpetrator that came and wanted to take him out, but last minute calls his sister and sister changed his mind. Thank God, that's insane. He wanted to take out three. He wanted to take out three of the justices so that the 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 Democrats could put in new ones. Yeah, awesome, right? Yeah these these are these are thoughts that would never enter my mind ever. This is just this is just insanity what's going on you know look you can chalk it up to a bunch of different things right they're counting on the ignorance that they've created right with people and and that's a systemic gaslighting campaign that's gone on through changing curriculums in schools it started during the obama administration early on in the obama administration it got the the pace of the changes to a racially social justice based education really accelerated right yep so it's it's land of the left socks right it's upside down world okay so now we have an administration also gaslighting the population on ignoring economic truisms no economist in the world is going to say anything other than a recession is to fiscal quarters with negative GDP. That is the definition of a recession, correct? That's correct. We have people from the podium in the White House saying, oh, no, we're not in a recession. But the GDP for the past, nope, that's not the definition. Mm. Just blatantly lying to you. Yeah. I would say that the jobs numbers do indicate that that's positive, but we're still in a recession. It doesn't make any difference what the job numbers are. It's a positive. I'll give them that. However, the truth of the matter is, is we're in a recession. And no matter how much lipstick you put on the pig, it's still a pig, right? We're in deep trouble. Yep. We're in deep trouble. Yeah. Now, you know, another, another way that they're counting and manipulating people and planting ignorance is allowing the ignoring of science and, and even just basic biology. Mm-hmm. Everything is looked at through the lens of transgenderism now, and it's really getting very, very freaky. I have never seen anything like this in my entire life. Have you? No, and it's 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 taking a political talking point and trying to force it into the square peg of what biology, laws, and science dictate, right? And, and threatens our it. existence as humans. You got to be honest with you. We can, we can have a whole discussion about it. Yeah. Now, the biggest thing that, that I think is, has generated a very easily manipulated population mm-hmm. is the legalization of mind-altering substances. Mm-hmm. 
So you're going to sit home over the next two years while the Democrats and everybody panic over a flu. We're going to close everything down. We're going to leave the liquor stores open, and we're going to leave the uh, marijuana dis uh, dispensaries open. We're going to give you all checks, and you can't go to work, and you can't do anything. So just sit home, smoke dope, uh, drink yourself into an oblivion, and watch Netflix for the last two years. Don't pay attention to what we're doing over here while we destroy the world. And take away your freedoms. They took away your freedoms. They got everybody hooked on mind-altering substances, or they did, they did a good job with it. And that is the lens of how they've bred ignorance into the population, and people don't pay attention. They don't want to pay attention. They don't want to pay attention. So I think, you know, kind of trying to wrap this up, a little bit more of the goals of the Democrats or the far left. Let's cut the, let's cut the bullshit. Let's cut the bullshit, right? What's their goal? What happened yesterday? What happened last night at eight o'clock? They, they will do anything in their power humanly possible to keep Trump from running again in 24. Yeah. Bottom line. January 6th committee, all of this nonsense, it only has one purpose, to intimidate anybody from running that's other than somebody in their little club that goes along with their agenda. These people have become the enemy of what a true representational republic or a modified democracy such as we have used the democratic process where you're supposed to be citizen legislators. These people have become a professional legislative class, a special class of people. And if you're not in their special class of people and you're just somebody who decides one day to run for office and you don't have the money for the endorsements and you don't have the money to go to the right parties or know the right people, you're out and they'll destroy you. That is not what our founding fathers had in mind. They say all the time that Trump is an enemy of the republic, an enemy of democracy. I have news for you. They're only talking about themselves. This is a warning to the Democrats. If you do take out Trump, there's always a, a consequence, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to get something even worse. You're going to get Ron DeSantis in 24. And I mean worse in he's smarter than Trump. He's an attorney. He's a Navy SEAL. He's an upstanding American, and he doesn't put up with anybody's bullshit. Period. Do I like him as much as Trump? I love Donald Trump to death. I love what the man did for the country. If he can't run, you Democrats have made a serious error in judgment. You're going to get somebody that you don't know. And I'll love every minute of it. I, for some reason, Alpha, I don't think they're going to listen. No, they're definitely not going to listen. You know, they, they, they can't learn their lessons. But, mm -hmm. you know, their policies are hurting everyday Americans, right? That's right. They're just, they're just hurting people. Yeah. The gun control issue. It doesn't work. They know it doesn't work. We know that they know it doesn't work. It's all about control. It's already been proven that people's lives are saved by good people with guns. Absolutely. Every time. 
liberal progressive district attorneys. They're making life unlivable in cities. We've been through this stuff, but nobody's getting the message. They want to make new laws, but we won't enforce the laws that we already have. doesn't make any sense. You've got DAs and judges out there that are making up law on the bench, what we're going to enforce, what we're not going to enforce. They violate their oaths of office every single day. What people don't understand is when people do that, they make life unlivable for everybody else. It goes back to the Tenth Amendment, limiting the powers of government and their responsibilities. And Woodrow Wilson in the heyday of the progressive era, Woodrow Wilson, if we could go back and get rid of one guy, he would have been the guy to get rid of. Mm. You know, look, let's take a look in context. Do you think that, you know, if you listen to Mayorkas, the, the southern border is completely under control, correct? Yeah. Well, that's what he says. That's what he says. But all you and need you to do. And you go down and you, yeah. it's, it's insane. All you need how to many, do how is. Many, how, many, how many gotaways do we have? Half a million? They're all, I mean, you have, you have two mayors, New York City and Washington, D.C. mayors, yeah. that are complaining about the fact that they're being bused to their cities. Yes. Only 6,000 of them. And that's enough to put them over the edge. It's a crisis. And they're demanding. How, how about Texas? And, and Texas is being overwhelmed. And it's okay for Texas, but not okay for Washington, D.C. or New York City to share the burden of these people that were invited by Joe Biden to come up across the border, not even through a portal of entry, and just across the, the open areas of the fence that weren't completed, two weeks away from completion for that fence. Yeah, well, you know, all these mayors out there in the country, you know, they, they say that, oh, we're a sanctuary state or we're sanctuary counties, or we're this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, that's all cute until they start showing up on your doorstep because that's all virtue signaling. You have no plan to deal with these people. That's right. There's not enough resources to deal with these people. And Muriel Bowser calling up the Army and the National Guard saying, I need assistance over a few busloads of people dealing with these illegal immigrants that, that the mean governor of Texas is sending me. Well, you moron, if you wouldn't throw up the, the, the magnet, throw out the sanctuary city magnet, they wouldn't come in the first place. You're part of the problem. Maybe now you'll change your tune, right? I doubt it. I doubt it, too. And again, it comes down to taking the L. You know. And they won't. They won't. They can't admit they're wrong. The last person but, to do that was President Clinton. Yeah, he did, and he, I give him credit for it. Yep. I do. He was very politically savvy, mm -hmm. and he was very pragmatic. Mm -hmm. We talked about this before. He was very pragmatic. Yes. Lousy president, very pragmatic, though, mm -hmm. and a good politician. Very good politician, I must say. He could read the tea leaves. Yeah, well, you know, what's even more disturbing to me, and we've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it, we have an epidemic of death from the southern border that nobody is really dealing with. They're talking about putting opioid overdose kits like fire extinguishers on the wall on the walls in public places all over the place because of the proliferation of fentanyl and overdoses. How come how come they're not taking the easier way and just shutting down the border so that it stops coming in? Good question. I'd like to ask that question too. How come the FBI you know, has time to go raid President Trump's home in Florida instead of 
putting investigations towards getting rid of this uh, this fentanyl problem? Ah, uh, that's another good question. Did you know Madison County, New York, the district attorney is an assistant overdosed on fentanyl because they were snorting coke? Yeah, I did. The district attorney of Madison County overdosed on fentanyl while snorting coke in his office. Looks like Madison County needs a new district attorney, right? Mm-hmm. Overdosed, almost died. Madison's by Rochester, if I'm not mistaken. Madison County is between Onondaga County and and you and you're on the eastern side. Okay, All right, wrong side. <laughs> That's the western side. Totally the wrong side. You big, know, look, big state. I don't even know where all the counties are. 67 counties in the state of New York, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that's right. 60, 66, 67, something like that. It's big. You know, listen, you know, being law-abiding in, in our society and in, in our upside-down world really puts you at a disadvantage, right? Yeah, it does, unfortunately. It really does put you in a disadvantage. My big problem and, and part of this rant is we're a nation of laws, and those laws need to be evenly applied to all. Otherwise, we're in a dictatorship. All right. And I think we're there. I could just go on and on and on with this forever. But well, just to just to sum up what you're saying, which I think is on the money and supported by facts. And another uh, reason why we've decided that it's time to stand up and do some do education of ourselves. I was saying this before the show. Yep. Experiential learning, going through the experience and committing oneself to learn from what's going on around them and dedicating themselves to getting the job done to ensure that we have the representative government that we want, That's not right. what they want. Well, let me wrap up my little rant here by, by one thing. You know, look, you, you've got to listen to what I just said, and, and you have to add everything up together. That if we do have the red wave in 2022 and 2024, the reaction from the left is going to be violent, right? Yes. The left is used to having their own way. They've run the table on us. Yes, they have. We have to restore law and order in this country. If we don't, we're not going to have a country left. Right. Well, and that's all we have for you today, folks. Be sure to catch us on social media. And as always, we'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24-7, 365. And our police, fire, and EMS that are out there every day working with us. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, remember, check out bannersforfreedom.com. Follow, go visit our website, signal50.com. There's a link there for them. Please check them out. Give them money if you have the, the ability to. They get the message out, and they're getting to people like you wouldn't believe. And for Alpha, I want to say thanks for the uh, great time so far we're going to have more shows for you coming up when we can in the meantime check us out on Getter, check us out on Truth Social everywhere else you get your podcast. please download this, pass it along to your friends and family, let us know what you think, we want to hear from you with that being said it's time to sign out my friend catch you later everybody thanks